On today's episode of Never Ending Season, we can't figure out a good software to record voice. So Keaton's going to be a little messed up. Effing deal with it. All right. I'm done looking. We got guns on airplanes. Yay. Don't take guns on airplanes, Quentin, Quentin Williams, right? Quentin Williams. Big deals going down in the Major League Baseball League. Major League Baseball League. The NFL owners, they don't like the CBA now, I guess. They're about to go back on the CBA. Oh, they're try- They are encouraging players to vote down the CBA. And the Rams' new logo is atrocious. Atro- uh, uh, atrocious. We also discovered that while recording this, I may have CTE. So have fun with that. All on your favorite podcast and mine, Never Ending Season. Let's do it. All right. Test your mic. Welcome. Oh, man. This is going to be fun. It's going to be real fun. I did it. It <laughs> cut out already, didn't it? A little bit. But it's going to be okay. Great. Hey, Great. when Keaton's talking, just listen a little bit closer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we got guns on airplanes. We got, you know, let's just start out with Major League Baseball because we don't start, we don't talk about that a lot. So we got, we only got like one thing to talk about. Well, now there's a couple things. But first things first. Christian Yelich got a big old deal. He, uh, but it's not a, not a big as big a deal as you would think. Honestly, I didn't even know Christian Yelich had been in the league for seven years already. He seems like a, I don't know. He just kind of seems like a guy that's been hasn't hasn't been around lately or a lot. But he signed a seven year seven year extension worth one hundred eighty eight point five million dollars. Uh, the total deal it's it's an extension, so like the total deal is nine years. Two hundred fifteen million with no trade clause and no early opt outs. So he, for the most part, he's going to be in Milwaukee for the next nine years. Christian Yelich, former NL MVP. I mean, good player, and he got a hell of a lot less than Mookie Betts. But I think the big thing is he had two years left on his deal, and he's going for security over, you know, let me see if I can get the next mega deal. Christian Yelich, hey, team guy. Home I wouldn't say home team discount, but hey. He he's like, you know what, I don't need the four hundred million like Mike Trout and Mookie Betts or Mike, did Mookie Betts ever get the deal? Um I think he I think no, he got something. I don't really or, know. I don't yeah, I don't either. God, we're baseball guys. <laughs> anyway, he he's he he'd get a heck of, heck of a lot less. But that being said, he did make he didn't make much his first seven seasons, but so I mean, a hey, two hundred fifteen million over nine years, it's nothing to sneeze at. All right. <laughs> Christian Yelich, also friend of our boy Six. Christian Yelich, Six. It all ties back here. It all ties back to Six and the Browns somehow, some way. <laughs> it's probably why no one listens. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh. Sticking with the topic of the MLB, are the Indians gonna fucking come to their senses and just sign Francisco Lindor? Like, come, dude. Like, uh, uh, this is the the Indians. 
this if if we could describe the Indians in one sentence or like one action, it's just trade your best player, or not trade, not even trade. Yeah, trade your best player, which they can't even do that now because if if well yeah they could trade him still, but fuck. Yeah, there. So there was that report that came out today that they suspended contract extension talks, and Lindor said he knows his value. So. Uh, another, worth, another worth more than star you know. gone. I'm assuming he wants north of 200 million, and uh, Which he deserves. Yeah, probably one of those, you know, 10 year, 200 plus million dollar deals, which I'd be fine with giving him. But the Indians are stupid. I mean, you trade away CC, trade away Cliff Lee. You trade away Victor Martinez. You trade. I can, the list goes on and on and on, and it's just uh, the Indians could be so good, but they I just their ownership group. I just don't understand. Like no owners in Cleveland are good. Why? Why is Cleveland? Why, why does? Why? Why does everyone hate why? Cleveland? Why? Anyway, <laughs> on a not not a brighter subject, but a funnier a funnier topic. Funnier. <laughs> to the NFL we go. Quentin Williams, defensive tackle, first, well, he's coming off of his rookie, no, yeah, rookie season? Yep. Yeah, coming off his rookie season. Yep. He tries to get on a plane. First thing first, how the hell did he get past TSA with a gun? <laughs> Unless. Oh, he actually got past? I don't know. Did, did they catch him at TSA? I just heard that he <laughs> tried to get so. on the plane. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, maybe he did get caught at TSA, but tries to walk through TSA with a gun. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Like there are there are little things in life that you like pretty much everyone knows. Like one, like don't whip your privates out in public. Two, <laughs> I don't know what the second one is. I'm, I can't think right now. And three, don't take a gun. On, you can't take a gun on an airplane, bro. What is <laughs> what what is? It? I mean, it, it came out afterwards, like now, that. Everyone, oh, the gun's registered. Well, it's registered in Alabama, and it doesn't matter if it's registered. You still can't take it on a fucking plane. <laughs> you can this check is it. Like, this is like super surprising for him too, because it's always. I mean, it. I don't know. I mean, we don't know the whole story, but as dumb as it sounds, I feel like it had to have been an accident because he just everything you ever heard about him. He's like a family guy. Like he had. You know, all those interviews going into the draft that he was, like, this great guy. And, like, every interview we've heard of him just, like, sounds like the nicest dude. But this is just weird. Yeah, I mean, he's a goofy dude. Like, his first yeah. – after the Jets, Jets drafted him, the first press conference, he just kind of sat up there and smiled like an idiot. So, like, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have anything against the guy, but, like, what the hell? Like, where was – I wonder where the gun was. I was, like, like, in his waistline. He's like, oh, how'd that get there? <laughs> or, I don't know, man, but – He's an idiot. Uh, and LaGuardia. Oh, I've never been to LaGuardia, but I hear it's a shithole. So like, I'm surprised he didn't get past TSA with it. What's the worst? I have been to LaGuardia. It is, is a shithole. Shit yeah. It's very much a shithole. Well, what's the worst airport you've been to? Is that be LaGuardia? Oh, yeah, probably. LAX is up there too, but it's shitty. Cause... Um, no, you you know what? It the only. Th- my vivid memory of LAX is um, I saw a guy with his dog um, in like one of the boarding gates, and the dog just randomly took a shit on the floor. Felt really bad for the dog, but 
That's the only way. It's really shitty. I was pretty surprised when I went to LAX how quickly I got through um, TSA and everything. So I guess it's not shitty. I would probably say LaGuardia. Um, Yeah, that's definitely the worst one for me. What about you? (laughs) I mean, I don't even know. (laughs) I don't even know if this compares. But I mean, well, you've been to the one in Cancun. That one wasn't terrible, but it was. uh. (laughs) No. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But one hundred percent. I can go, I'll go one and one A. Well, not even, so it's probably one and two. Number two, the second worst I've ever been in is El Paso. Oh, it's not, okay, I don't want to say it's shitty. It's just small and like, it's okay, you know what, not shitty. But <laughs> right across the border in Ciudad Juarez, Mexico. Yikes. <laughs> it is the <laughs> definition of shitty and like, I, you don't know <laughs> what's going on ever. <laughs> we We got to the... When we were going to Cancun, we got across the border, went to the airport. doesn't even look like an airport, first off. And we got out, and we sat in the in the line to check our bags. So I think, let's I forget what time the flight was. Let's just say the flight was at 10 a.m. We got there at 8 a.m., got in line to check the bags, and the <laughs> they didn't get there to take the bags until like 9.15 so uh, there was a line of like a hundred, not a hundred, like fifty people trying to check their bags, and the people to, didn't come to get the bags until nine fifteen. We're like, okay, we're fucked. We're gonna miss the flight. We're like, wait, we're not gonna miss the flight <laughs> because everyone else is standing right here. So, yeah. and then you got to figure out. So you and none of this is air conditioned, by the way. You're sitting there in the middle of and right, and right, yeah, in, the, in Mexico. It's hot in the summer. It was in July, and uh, no air conditioning. So then you take these escalators to like right above you know right above the baggage thing and there's it's like a this little tiny hallway with like a restaurant at one end and then like the gate door to the the on the other end and you have to go around like again you still don't doesn't feel like an airport you're just kind of walking down a hallway (laughs) and then you finally come to like this one little checkpoint where you have to give them like your permission slip to be in mexico because i didn't know this until we went you have to like get a permission slip to be in country and pay like money, hmm. but, um, hmm. yeah. And you do all that with him. And then you finally come, you keep walking down this damn hallway <laughs> and then you get to, it opens up and there's TS. Well, I don't know if it's TSA there, Mexico, <laughs> Mexico <laughs> security. Mexico TSA. Yeah. Mexican TSA, <laughs> which I was surprised. I didn't, I honestly might, thought they did, might not have it, but it was there. <laughs> but it, yeah. it was just Quentin like, William just could have walked on the plane yo, in Mexico. Quentin Williams, you could take an AK-47 probably on these planes, man. <laughs> but it was, you, yeah, so then you give them your bags. They just kind of like take your bags and you just walk through and they're like, okay, bye. And you pick your bag up. So I don't even know if they looked what was inside the bag. I think it just kind of went <laughs> through like a box and they're like, oh, you're good. But, uh, <laughs> and then there's no signs or anything and there's no gate numbers and there's like, there's nothing. Oh, man. So we walked around for, well, we only had 45 minutes. We walked around for 25 of it, like not knowing where the hell we were going. I don't speak <laughs> Spanish, so, but my wife does and her family does. So they were asking people like, you know, where is this flight leaving? And then everyone that was also on the flight was like following us, like, where are we going? <laughs> and uh, we had to, and eventually found out it was like in the basement. The gate was in the basement. So we had to like go down to the basement and then we were at the gate with our, you know, carry on luggage. And we actually sat we sat down, and there was three gates down there. And we were sitting at the wrong one, obviously. Or not obviously. We were sitting at the wrong one. 
and then <laughs> some guy comes over the intercom and there's not, it's not an intercom it's like you know like the the bullhorns that they hold up to their face oh yeah it was like oh, that man. <laughs> dude and so you couldn't hear what he was saying well i'm <laughs> sure you could make it out if you spoke the language but obviously i fucking don't <laughs> so i dude i when i tell you i've never felt more helpless in my life I was just kind of following around aimlessly, like, whatever, man. Uh, and then they tried to, they're like, we don't have enough room for all your carry-ons. So they tried to take our bags. And I went to, I'm like, okay, here. And then Edith's dad, like, grabs it and goes, no, we'll be keeping our bags. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll be keeping our bags. Because apparently uh, bags get lost a lot in Mexico. <laughs> He's like, keep your bag. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, and then after that, they're like, we were at the gate getting ready, and then they go, oh, okay, well, um, there's something wrong with this gate, so, which, which is funny, because you know how, like, on a regular airport, like, you walk, they put out, like, the little tunnel, and you walk through the tunnel onto the plane? Well, yeah. they, they don't, they didn't have that, so, I don't know what the issue was. They're like, we have to move gates, your plane's moving gates, we're like, what the fuck? So, then we, so, after we, they move the plane or whatever, we walk into literally a hallway they're like stay here they put up like a makeshift sign that's like this is your flight and it was in a hallway <laughs> it wasn't we, we no longer were in like the open gate area we went back into a hallway and they're like stand here bro there was like 50 people in this small ass little hallway just waiting and i was in group c or say <laughs> as you would say in espanol say <laughs> <laughs> so oh my god dude we have uh, anyway we eventually got on the plane and we, you had to walk like a freaking quarter mile to get to the plane because it's all the way out on the freaking runway because they don't bring it close to the building. Oh, man. Oh, my God. And it was like there was literally 100 people on this plane. It was like one of those huge-ass planes. Uh, yeah. And then we got on the freaking flight, and I was already I was starving at that point, and they wouldn't serve us drinks or food or drinks. Uh, Why? They're like, we just have to wait. Or, I, I, because it was like 30 minutes into the two hour flight and we're like b- dinging the bell thing we're like hello can we like please like I just want water something they're like no no we can't give it to you yet we're gonna get started here in a second and then we'll go through everyone in front of us and then we'll get to you I was like god damn it like let me just buy something <laughs> take my pesos so definitely worst flight experience you've ever had then yeah yeah so yeah see you dead waters bad what's uh <laughs> what's the best airport you've been in oh geez i wasn't ready for that um you go ahead you tell i can me go yeah, you can all go. right uh dallas fort worth airport yeah, is nice amazing airport. Yeah. uh they got chick-fil-a and whataburger so that's pretty much why i love it but you can also like pay to play i'm pretty sure you can pay to play Fortnite there i didn't do that but Damn. i thought about it um yeah yeah, we're an airport podcast now. Yeah, Dallas is actually freaking huge. Yeah, Dallas is nice. I like Dallas. I like Phoenix's airport. Tennessee, like Nashville's airport, is pretty nice. Okay. But yeah, Dallas. I've never been to Chicago's. No, they're not great. Not Neither great. of them are great. No, Dallas is nice, nice. Yeah. San Antonio, for being like the sixth or seventh largest city in the U.S., is like tiny. Yeah, I remember that when I flew there. I I didn't think it was that big. But I flew to when I flew to. Um, college station to Texas and A and M. Their airport had one gate. Yeah. So that was fun. How many does Columbus have? Uh, a decent size. Is it's it not... bigger than San Antonio's? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Good old San Antonio. What were we talking about? 
Um, off, off the topic of airports. <laughs> uh, wait, one. Oh, you one wanna? More, one more. Okay. I have this Quinn Quinn and Williams soundbite from last uh, summer. If you want to play it. Sure. Hang on. This is like I was trying to find it, and I was like, "Man, Quinn and Williams said something really funny before the season last year," and I couldn't think of what it was, but I found it. I put the link in the doc. Stand by. It's not opening. I'm gonna pause the podcast. And we're back. Here is Quentin Williams from last season. Madden 20 came out, so I'm gonna get on Ultimate Team now. Tomorrow I got an off day, so I'm gonna get on it too. How was your rating? My rating, I got an 80 on Ultimate Team, so I'm gonna go play with myself today. So, see how I feel. That came out weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm mad. I'm playing myself. I'm mad. Madden 20 came out. So uh, 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 Alright, well. That's what you wanted to hear? It is. Go that was, that was one of the best one of the best sound bites before the season last year. Uh, that guy tried to take a gun on a plane. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. He's like, wait, I can't? Time out. <laughs> I'm going to go play with myself on Madden again. I'm going to go play with myself on the plane. <laughs> that's That should be the second one. You can't play with yourself. Can't can't do that on the plane. <laughs> Two things. Wait, you can't? Wait. I mean, I think it's frowned upon. <laughs> Just frowned upon. Huh. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, off the topic of playing with yourself, guns, airports... Uh, the NFL owners, so the, the CBA is officially to, I think to all they, they sent out the ballots to you know all dues paying players, and uh, just the other day the NFL, okay not all NFL owners there were a select few like anonymous owners that came out and were saying that you know they hope that the players vote it down because they're they feel that they've given the players too much. And they haven't gotten enough in return. So now they want it back so that they can revise it and put it at 18 games and give the players less. I was like, this this has to 100% be some kind of stunt by the owners because they hear you know the, the, the 1% of NFL players, the top 1%, are like, no, we don't like this. Just this has to be a stunt by the NFL owners being like, oh, well, then bring it back and we'll give you less so that the majority of the NFL votes on it. I, this is stupid. Yeah, uh, this is just a big old cluster F. Um, and I, I, there's no way they're going to get 18 games. Like, players are already complaining about 17. Mm-hmm. Um, and when is the deadline? Didn't they extend it now? It's like the, the is it the 14th or the 15th? Sure. Um, for the final vote deadline. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I, I mean, they're not getting 18 games. That's, that sure as hell won't happen, especially if they add like that potential, um, extra team in the playoffs. So that means in an, you know, an extra game for the two seed, um, in each conference as well. So, I mean, you know, there's no way they're going to get 18 games and I don't even, I mean, it sounds like, I've only seen a few players that really support the new CBA. Like I saw Ryan Fitzpatrick came out and said um, that he supported it just because it increases minimum salaries and everything. But like, 
you know, I could, I, I guess I could see it passing. Um, there's been a lot of opposition to it, but most of the opposition has come from like some the, of the, the bigger names. 1%, so like, yeah. yeah, right. So like the majority of the league, I'm sure would like be happy to increase those minimum salaries and everything like that. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but yeah, no, yeah. well, in the really, in all they need, they need 51% of players to vote. Yes. 65% mm-hmm. of the league. I think I saw I think it's 65% of the league makes the minimum salary. So yeah, for 65% of the players, probably even more, this is, this is a good deal. And that extra game, I was listening to some other podcasts, so I forget which mm-hmm. one it is, but they were saying, you know, that 65% of players, those are the players that want the extra game because that means an extra paycheck. Those are the players that want that, you know, they want that fourth preseason game be, which there's going to be taken out because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a, because they're probably going to be cut or it's another chance for them to show, hey, don't cut me. Those are the players that are hoping that they play in the playoffs because it's a pay raise and not a pay, you know, decrease in pay. So it's 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 good for those one per, or for not for the 1%, for the the majority of the NFL, majority of the players. So I mean, I don't see how it won't pass unless there's like peer pressure from you know, the the top dogs being like don't don't you sign this. But <laughs> it's I think in all reality, there's there's not going to be a lockout, 100%. So it'll yeah. it'll get signed. I think it'll get passed. But it's just crazy that that came out saying NFL owners being like, "Well, bring it back then. We'll just give you less," which is kind of shitty. But I like these players that make you all these like these millions and probably billions of dollars. Did you uh, speaking of the NFL? So this is pretty much just the NFL owners versus the NFL PA. Did you see? Our boy J.C. Treader is up for um, NFP- NFLPA president. Why? <laughs> I mean, is he, is he I, Well, did you see that statement he came out with no, uh, about the CBA? No. He came out and pretty much, uh, I don't, I don't know exactly what he said. It was a pretty detailed statement that he posted on Twitter about what he thought about the CBA and um, him and yeah, they had four nominees come out today. It was him, Russell Okung, who just got traded to the Panthers, um, Giants safety, Michael Thomas, um, and Buccaneers linebacker, Sam, uh, Aiko, Acho, I don't, Aiko, I think. I listened to Sam um, Acho. Yeah. He's cool. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, cool to see Treader, um, making some moves in the leadership category. Yeah. I see but, he posted this five days ago. He like, he basically just quoted David Bakhtiari and I'm hella not, definitely not reading all of this, but. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of he quoted Bakhtiari, who posted a bunch of stuff. Oh wait, he he, Bakhtiari posted J.C. Treader's writing, <laughs> and then J.C. Treader. Okay, yeah. So uh, I'm not gonna read it all, but if you would like to read it, J.C. Treader's latest tweet. Uh, he quoted Baby Bakhtiari. Go uh go give it a read. Anyway, on to uh more sunshine and rainbows. Players are getting paid. Austin Eckler, the latest of the, uh, well, at least the latest uh, that I know of, of uh, players getting paid. He gets a $24.5 million deal, $15 million included. So the Chargers aren't going with Melvin, Melvin Ingram, or Melvin Ingram, shit, Melvin Gordon. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good move for both sides, to be honest. I mean, if you'd asked me who I'd pick between that backfield to be there long term, uh, I'd definitely pick Eckler. I think the 
the edge he gives you as a receiving back, I mean, other than Christian McCaffrey, I'd say he was the best receiving back in the league last year. And, I mean, four years, $24.5 million. I mean, or is it four years or three years? Uh, four, I think. Four, yeah. Four years, yeah. years. years 24.5. I mean, that's that's pretty good for – like, that's a pretty good value it's for pretty good running back, um, one of the more – yeah, one of the more versatile backs in the league. And – you know, you can use them in the slot. They they used them in a lot of different ways, so I think they made the right choice. Especially Plus they got uh, Justin Jackson there too to be more of the bell cow. I mean, I think I think this means there's no chance Melvin Gordon stays, but oh, no we'll way. see. I mean, especially with the way the league's going right now, is like if you're not a, an Ezekiel Elliott or I mean, I don't even want to put Todd Gurley on this list, but I mean, he did get paid, so unless yeah. you're one of those, you know, top of the top top of the top top three four running backs in the league. You know, this is a good deal. You're not going to get paid, and unless, like, like Austin Eckler has, he he's a versatile back. I mean, he he led the NFL in, in catches without a drop, 92, and then he had a, he damn near had a thousand receiving yards as a, a running back. So, I mean, he he's he's a, he's a versatile player, and I don't know where Melvin Gordon's going, but I I'll tell you right now. I think he's looking for way too much money because he's not going to get Zeke yeah. Elliott money. He's not going to get Melvin Gordon money. He's he's just I'm sorry, man, but you're just not. Yeah, and I mean, plus for Eckler too, like this is probably a huge pay raise for him being that he was undrafted, probably making, you know, less than a million dollars a year. I'm sure he's happy just to get this deal. Most definitely 15 million guaranteed. I mean, yeah. over 4 years, man. Well, let's be completely honest. He's Running backs don't last long in this league, so that this is pro- not won't, probably won't be his last contract. But this was his one chance, you know. Like, hey, yep. let's get a deal. This is his big deal, and hey, good for him. Fifteen million, well guaranteed. Uh, I mean, and, hey, I mean, this is actually a, like some people are like, oh, it's kind of low. It's, I mean, like like you said, he's undrafted. He he came up, he proved himself, and mm-hmm. good good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Okay, and now we're gonna go to, so we're gonna start. What is it? How many how many divisions are there? There's eight, or no? Yep. Yeah, uh, eight divisions. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> eight divisions in the NFL. So the next eight shows, including this one, we're gonna cover a um a division. So we're gonna start with the AFC. So we're just gonna go straight from the top. We're gonna start with the AFC East. Their needs this off season with free agency. Um, the drafts, everything before the season starts. So, without further ado, we'll start with top dog in the AFC East, the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots need, we don't really know what they need yet. They need a receiver. They need receivers. They need a tight end. Possibly need a quarterback, TBD. Um, and then linebacker and edge. So, you know, Keaton, you wrote this. You go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so um, some notable players from New England set to be free agents. Uh, Philip Dorsett, their speedy receiver. Ben Watson, who who knows if he'll play again. He didn't really do much last year, but he's a big name nonetheless. Uh, Devin McCourty, been the anchor of that defense for a while. Um, Jamie Collins, uh, we all know him in Cleveland, versatile outside linebacker. Joe Tooney, one of their best offensive linemen over the last 10 years. Um, he played guard. And then Kyle Van Noy. Um, the edge rusher and some guy named Tom Brady, who is probably the biggest domino in free agency. Um, so 
for me, I think the outlook all changes compared or depending on if Brady does resign, like I think either way, they'll try and be competitive next year, but how confident are they in Jarrett Stidham? Like I doubt they'd roll into the season with just him either way. So, you know, maybe if, if Brady doesn't come back, they're going to target, I mean, a quarterback, whether that be someone like Bridgewater, um, Andy Dalton, we've heard if Brady leaves, that might happen, but who knows anyway. So I think assuming that Tom Brady or another competent QB is there, they're going to target a lot of offensive weapons. So like the first name that comes to my mind is one of Hunter Henry or Austin Hooper. Like they've needed tight end since Gronk left. Um, if AJ Green doesn't get tagged by the Bengals, um, I've heard some crazy rumors that if Stefan Diggs does want out of Minnesota, then maybe they go after him. That'd be but something. I mean, What's that? So that'd be something. But there's no quarterback that to would be. him. But. Yeah. So, like, maybe a more realistic receiving target, like, on the cheaper side, because they'd really – I mean, they're not doing too well in the cap space area. I mean, they're not on our list of top 15 yeah, they're um, not the top in cap 15. space. So, you know, uh, maybe like a Brashad Perryman, uh, especially if Philip Dorsett gets let go, he kind of fills that vertical threat need. Uh, Robbie Anderson, who is kind of just – a better version of Philip Dorsett. He's pretty vertical, pretty quick. Um, and then I think, you know, if Kyle Van Noy is smart, he's going to stay in New England because, I mean, when he was in Detroit after he got drafted, he really didn't do much and his career didn't really take off till he got to New England. Um, and maybe like Jimmy Ward at safety, just because if McCourty leaves, which I don't, I don't think is going to happen because his brother is still under contract there, but you know, you never know. Maybe if Tom Brady leaves, uh, he doesn't really see a reason to stay. Um, so Jimmy Ward maybe would fill that McCourty role. And then, um, yeah, I mean, they really – the Patriots have a lot of holes. Um, I don't know. I've seen a lot of mock drafts mocking them with that uh, edge rusher out of Penn State, Utah Gross Matos. Um, but they have holes all over the place, even if, even if Tom Brady comes back. So they're going to need to – I mean – Joe Tooney's probably not going to come back, so they're going to need to address the offensive line, oh, yeah, and then all those other positions. Line. Yeah, all those other positions we just mentioned. I mean, their offensive line, even with Tooney last year, wasn't great. Even though, like individually, he's a great player, so you know they have holes all over the place. So we'll see what happens. But I mean, obviously Brady's the big domino there. They also don't have a second round pick, so they they drafted number twenty three. I mean, twenty three is kind of prime position to get someone like uh, Judy out of Alabama, or if you're gonna, if you want to go that route and Ooh, draft yeah. a receiver. Um, I mean, they could go offensive line at twenty three, but again, those top four guys will be gone. I'm they, maybe even top five guys will be gone, just depending yeah. on what the run on at least tackles is. Um, yeah, like you said, they don't have a lot of cap. I don't know how many cap space they have, but they're not in the top fifteen, so they're in, they're probably in the bottom fifty percent of the league. I don't know, man. Uh. That's like that. That not having a second round picks is, is sucks, and I, I really don't think Tom Brady's coming back. So I don't I mean, either. They, they might have to enter rebuild mode here rather quickly. Yeah, I mean, I did see this would be wild to me. Daniel Jeremiah came out with a new mock draft, um, and he had Justin Herbert falling to them, which would blow my mind. But um, uh, I don't well, think if. Like, if Brady leaves, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that they take one of Herbert or Love. But, like, 
they can't be too aggressive because, like you said, like honestly, they might trade down because they don't have a second rounder. So if they could get some more draft capital, um, God, I can't believe they traded a second for Mohamed Sanu. I yeah, mean, he's I mean, he's a fine player, but he's not. I, I thought that was a lot when it happened. Yeah, he supposedly was hurt last year, but I, he, I don't. Yeah, I really don't see him as a second round draft pick. But I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, but between, so between where the, what did I say they draft twenty twenty four? Yeah, they drafted. No, they drafted twenty three. Yeah. Twenty three between. Yep. Just let's just say number ten where the Browns are at, or even where the next quarterback's going to go, which probably it could possibly go at the. the six to the chargers or five to the dolphins like in that area between 10 and 24 like i don't see any of these teams really unless miami's gonna wait and take one at 18 which probably isn't gonna happen i don't see i mean a quarterback a quarterback could very well fall that far but yeah i I mean yeah like the only two i could maybe i guess see i might be forgetting someone but like i could maybe see um, the Colts, if they miss out on Phillip Rivers and like they don't really bring any big name QB in, and then like I, again, like these are both pretty doubtful. But like if the Raiders don't get a free agent QB and they're not comfortable with Carr, but like those are really the only two. So like you know, and those teams, especially the Colts, I mean they're both kind of like trying to win now. So like I don't know if a rookie QB makes a ton of sense. No, and I think I think the Colts the Colts like Jacoby, but they don't like Jacoby. I think the yeah. Colts, the Colts have been rumored to, you know, be high on Philip Rivers and Marcus Mariota, and but I mean, if Philip Rivers comes in, Philip Rivers is probably going to play. If Mariota comes in, he's probably yeah. going to be a backup. But man, the Colts, the Colts situation situation is effed because if if what's his name? Um, when I just said his name, Jacoby Brissett, like actually comes into plays next year, and you have someone like Marcus Mariota sitting behind him, or a. Uh, anyway, Marcus Mariota sitting behind him. There's someone else I can't think of at the moment. Um, sitting behind him, and he starts off rough. It's just going to be one of those seasons where it's a cluster F, where you're going back and forth, and they're going to throw Mariota in there, and Mariota's probably not going to mm-hmm. do very well, and they're going to bring uh, Brisket back in. And it's just going to be one of those seasons, I think, for the Indianapolis Colts. So, I mean, if they want to take a quarterback here, be like a developmental guy to sit behind both of them, sure, do your thing. But, I mean, unless they, even if they bring Phillip Rivers in, I don't see them being better than they were this year at 7-9. and nine. Like, I just... I feel I think Philly Rivers yeah. is yeah I don't think he's I think he's pretty much done. I actually think like if they took like a Love or Herbert like obviously they wouldn't be expecting to win like go to the playoffs this year but I think for the young QB that might be one of the best situations just because they have you know a good good organization in place good offensive line they have T Y Hilton and hopefully uh, Paris Campbell comes back strong next year and their defense is pretty good like they have a lot of young players it's just. You know, the one that's most important quarterback isn't that great. Like, Brissett's fine. Like, he could, you know, if he was on, like, the Bears or something, like, somewhere with a really strong defense, I could see them doing some things. But, like, I don't know. Well, we said this before. I think the Bears are really a quarterback away. Like, that's yeah. just – I mean, that's that's kind of just – if there's one team in the NFL, I'd say that it's the, it's the Bears. But – Definitely. We're not here to talk about the free agent QBs. We already talked about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it always gets there somehow. For real. Okay. So, all that off the Patriots. Um, <laughs> next, up, <laughs> next, the next in the division would be the Buffalo Bills. So the Buffalo Bills are a pretty strong team. Their offense sputtered at times last year, but I mean Josh Allen is Josh. I think Josh Allen's going to be a good quarterback. 
They but I, they they do need some help on offense. That maybe a receiver, I mean possibly a running back to go with Singletary because I don't know if Singletary is a, oops I don't know if Singletary is a, he's more of a third down back to me. But again, he also was hurt some part of this year. Frank Gore just needs to retire. There's just some they they could there are some ways they there's a couple of different ways they could go, but it's mostly offense. Yeah, and uh, they are absolutely loaded with cap space too. Like they have eighty two point. Two eight million dollars in cap, so like Number that's three. without making any cuts. Um, so they did just sign Josh Norman today, um, which I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like he's been pretty bum. awful. I do think, you know, he's um, back with Sean McDermott. So um, they were together in Carolina, and that's where uh, Norman had the most success. And I think maybe as like a cornerback two or cornerback three. Uh, he could do a lot better. Like he was expected to guard number one receivers, and that's just not who he is anymore. Um, but yeah, I think a running back to pair with Singletary makes a lot of sense. Like he's a he impressed a lot as a rookie, but he's not an every down guy just yet. I don't think. Um, but they have some impending free agents: um, Shaq Lawson, an edge rusher who was pretty good for them last year; Jordan Phillips, who was phenomenal in the interior of the defensive line. Uh, Quentin Spain, their left guard, who played pretty well. He's expected to re-sign there, but we'll see. Um, and then Kevin Johnson, uh, one of their backup corners, who was pretty good for them. So they have some needs on defense as well, but I agree mostly offense. I think receiver is going to be a big need for them, whether that be in the draft or whether that be in free agency. Um, we've mocked – I believe I had them taking T. Higgins in my mock draft we did a couple episodes ago. Um, and I think one of those receivers might go there, whether it be him, you know, Justin Jefferson, Henry Ruggs. Um, but like if they could take a look, if I mean, if Amari Cooper doesn't resign in Dallas somehow or if A.J. Green doesn't get tagged, they're another team who would make a lot of sense for one of them. Because like John Brown and Cole Beasley are pretty good at what they do, but they're not like that prototypical number one receiver. Like John Brown was excellent last year, but I think I think they need another guy for sure. Right, right. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think there's really any other. There is other ways to go, but receiver, receiver seems like the, you know, far and away what they really need. I mean, they could go and they, it's it's possible they could get the number one, um, running back, whoever they say is the number one running back. I have different opinions than other people, but, so I mean, the guy out of Georgia, uh, God, I have CTE brain, um. DeAndre Swift. Yeah, DeAndre Swift there. You could go – I mean, you could go with um, J.K. Dobbins, but I think he's kind of three on everyone's list. Or you could go with um, old boy out of Wisconsin. Um, Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. I've been hitting the head one <laughs> too many CTA, times, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jonathan Taylor there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think they're pretty well set, to be honest. They just need – I mean, it would be nice. Like you said, they have a lot of cap space. They're number three in the league in cap space. So, if the Dal- if Dallas keeps messing around and doesn't want to resign um, Amari, or if uh, you know they want to mess around and trade for a receiver who they know is like a proven number one receiver, that would be nice. Because the Bills are our number one, yeah. number two team. Well, maybe number three because the Chiefs Kingdom showed us love. So maybe our number three team now. But <laughs> yeah, big Bills Mafia guys. Um, I think you know some. I do think they need a little bit of help on the edge, especially if Shaq Lawson's gone. You know, uh, Jerry Hughes was still pretty solid last year for them, but he's just getting older. He's, I mean, he's in his early 30s now. But um, they have, I mean, they have some needs, but it's like, 
I don't know. I feel pretty good about them next year. Like I think a lot of people have had them getting Ngakwe from Jacksonville free agency, but I mean, he's going to get tagged more than likely, but he did say he's not playing in Jacksonville. So maybe they could work out a trade or something. That'd be huge for them. Um, And, you know, they could always add in the O-line too. um, Or if they want to go like more of a bargain, which I don't know if he's going to be a bargain, but more of a bargain uh, cap space wise than Ngakwe. Dante Fowler, I think would make a lot of sense for them. Uh, he he kind of fits that bill of a 3-4 outside linebacker that they would need. So, you know, they have a lot of options, and they're definitely going to be one of the more active teams in free agency. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and it's not out of the question to get an edge guy. Like, like Clavon Chasen, he, he might fall to 24. I think he's yeah. we, he's going like 18 right now in one of our mocks. Um, I mean, Javon Kinlaw, possibly. I mean, he's an interior lineman. Oof, but That'd be big. Yeah, I mean, he, he could fall. I mean, the Bills are at 22, and... We've got them going twenty. It's possible. I don't think they're gonna fall that far, but I, mean, it, I think yeah. the Bills. The Bills situation is more of a we're gonna sit and wait and see what's there. It's more of a game time decision because again, they they don't have out like huge outstanding needs like some other teams. They're like okay, mm-hmm. I think it's more of a a best player available for us in the first round for them. So Bills are in a pretty good spot. I think the Bills win the AFC East next year, but unless of course Oof. Brady comes back, then it's. You know, it's still up there. Which I mean, they beat him once this year, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say even then it might be. It, you know, I think it still might I mean, be the Bills' division. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, and now to the shittier of the three, the shittiest of the three New York teams, <laughs> the New York Jets. Fuck the Jets. <laughs> there we we literally underneath the Jets on, <laughs> on our thing. We have nothing about the Jets other than fuck the Jets. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. So the Jets are bad, as we all know. They're they're expected to be. I mean, there was already that report came out that uh, Jack Conklin was going to sign with them, which you know isn't necessarily true yet. But I mean, they definitely have interest in him. They need offensive line help bad. I mean, Sam Darnold, you know, was seeing ghosts last year. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and they could. They're kind of similar to us in a lot of ways, except. You know, I like Kevin Stefanski a lot more than Adam Gase. Except but six is better uh, than. And when I say us, I mean the Browns. Yeah. Us. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, six is definitely better than Sam Darnold. Little little shit. Anyway, um, I mean they have a third year quarterback. Their offensive line's not great. I think I, I mean we're in a better spot than them in a lot of ways, in our opinion. But anyway, uh, off topic. So they need some offensive line help for sure. Um, you know, even if they get Conklin, I think they're going to draft a guy at 11, um, whether one of the four tackles fall. I mean, if, if none of them are there, they might go receiver. Cause that's another big yeah. need for them. Uh, with Robbie Anderson being a free agent, um, you know, they're going to need someone opposite of Jamison Crowder. Um, so that's a big need. I mean, they have needs all over their defense. They're going to need some edge help. Um, they're going to need, cornerbacks another big need for them so i mean if you know byron jones or someone like that becomes available i don't think they're going to be in the play for someone that big but someone like that like a cornerback um they have a decent amount of cap space they're 13th in the nfl on our list um so they got like 49 million before cuts so you know um i don't know I'm trying to think. They don't need safeties because they got Jamal Adams, Marcus May. Those are two of the better safeties in the league. So I think corner um, and then edge help and just playmakers on defense in general. All right. So as we're doing this, I'm looking at, you know, just random. I've looked at like three or four different 
mocks. So I'm on the NFL.com. So this guy, Chad yeah. Ruder, you heard of him, Chad Ruder? Yeah. Yep. This dude's insane. What'd he say? He's number one has Joe Burrow, whatever. Two, Tua, I don't think that's going to to the Redskins. I don't I don't foresee oh, it, but it's not. It is an option. It's a viable option. And then, yeah. obviously, Chase Young. And then they have the Dolphins taking Justin Herbert, which I, they do need a quarterback, yes, but I think they like Tua. I don't know. That's that's fine. Justin Herbert, cool. That that can happen. I think it's slight, uh, slightly a stretch, but it, it could happen. Mekhi Becton to the Giants, yes. They have the Chargers taking Jordan Love. So that's four quarterbacks going in the top six. Again, Ooh. we've said this could happen. It's possible, but, I mean, not that likely. So he's got, then he's got mm-hmm. Jeffrey Okuda falling all the way to seven. Again, and up, it's possible. Uh, Andrew Thomas going at eight. So he would be the second. Te- so he's got Mekhi Becton going first, which I think we can both agree mm-hmm. is the worst of the four, regardless of what I yeah, said. Yeah, I could other. see teams falling in love with him, though. Yeah. Okay, well, they have him going first. Which he's the mm-hmm. least complete of all four, in our opinion. Yeah. Andrew Thomas, Agreed. my favorite guy, going second to the Cardinals. Good for him. I can I can see that. Me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they have Isaiah Simmons falling all the way to nine. Dude, I dude Isaiah Simmons may, could make a run at being the could, first defensive player taken. I don't. I mean, it, it could happen. It could happen. Yeah. And then I. Yeah. yeah. Go on. Sorry. And then they have Clavon Chasen at ten. When we just talked about what? them possibly going at him possibly going at eighteen. Oh yeah, sorry, ten. Yeah, that was my big thing. They have the Browns trading down to <laughs> Clavon Chasen oh, okay, okay. Chasen to the Falcons. So the Falcons trading up to get Clavon Chasen at edge. <laughs> One. Browns, I swear to God, if you trade down. And so then they have Werfs going to the Jets at eleven. Oh so no. Jets getting their tackle, whatever. Then they have the first uh. receiver coming off the board at twelve. But when there's been talks of like there might not be a receiver taken in the first round, so well it's I, possible, mm, but not. I don't. I don't at twelve. I think I think a receiver could go as early as eight. Hey, good for you, man. But regardless, <laughs> like, I don't know. And then they have Derek Brown going to the the Colts at, for uh, the D tackle out of Auburn. Jedrick Wills, that's the, a steal. Yeah, Jedrick Wills, the last tackle going fourteen. To the Bucks, Jerry Judy, another receiver, going at 15, and then finally the Browns at 16 with Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle. I swear to God, if the Browns trade mm-hmm. down and draft a defensive tackle, I'm going to lose my shit. Man, okay, okay. So we're way off topic here, but I want to go into a couple things about this mock. So okay, I don't think a receiver going top 10 is insane. Matt Miller not today and football two, two in the top 15. I could see it for sure. Uh, Only because there are a lot of teams in the top 15. Like, I could see the Cardinals falling in love with CeeDee Lamb just because of that. Not just because, but um, it it, it helps that, you know, Kyler and CeeDee have that connection. Um, I think the Jets, if they get Conklin, are in play for a receiver at 11. Um, And then the Raiders are 12, right? Yes. I could see them being in play. I think – so I think – there is a there is a scenario where Judy Ruggs and Lamb go top fifteen because the Broncos will definitely be in play for a receiver too. Um, how I'm not saying it's going to happen. I just don't think it's, it's it's crazy. The crazy thing is I don't see. I mean, first of all, we're not trading down. That's not going. I mean, I hope that doesn't happen. And if it does, I hope it's like one pick and we still get one of the four tackles. Second. The Falcons are definitely not trading up to that pick to take 
chase on because he some people like him a lot but at the same time he is like exactly like he's a lot like Vic Beasley who they're about to let walk in free agency um he can only win with speed like that's what people that's his, that's been the big complaint about him in college um he's more of a speed only rusher so like he can't win with like you know power moves stuff like that and that's a big reason that Vic Beasley has struggled in the NFL so like if he's there at 20 like yeah yeah edge rushers a need for or whatever the Falcons pick. What are they, 16? Uh, yeah, 16. Yeah, so if he's there at 16, you know, maybe. But uh, trading up to get that guy doesn't make a ton of sense. But Right, and you can, yeah. if they have the Browns taking Kinlaw there, why wouldn't the Falcons just yeah. take Kinlaw there? I, that's This just makes no sense to me. The, the Browns, yeah. the Browns, there's no way the Browns are going to – that's their biggest need is tackle. Why would they trade down and miss out on one of the top four guys? And then trade to right. 16 and then not even take a tackle? Like, this guy, like, just – I mean, all these things, like the things individually that he has on this mock aren't crazy, but all of them together is crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. And also, I mean, the only scenario I see us taking a D lineman is an edge rusher because we cut Olivier Vernon. That's like, we're not taking an interior guy. Like we have, like Ogunjobi didn't do as great as we all thought he would last year, but you're not addressing... Like that position it's in the first, first round. round just, yeah, it's not no a first way. round yeah. problem. Yeah. Uh, that this just we're way let's off. Just, way off topic. Let's just keep in mind that I I like Chad Rudier or however Rudier Rudier whatever. Yeah. I like him, and he's totally doing this to generate clicks. Probably hundred percent. This is clickbait. Yeah. Because um, that's one of the worst mocks I've seen. Yeah. That that was. Yeah. Like I said, if like one or two of those things in a draft, like. Or in a mock, like cool, but he has like everything off the wall in one one yeah. mock. I'm like, what the hell? Anyway, final final team of the AFC East, the uh, <laughs> the um, I don't know how I was gonna try and say something clever, but the Miami Dolphins, <laughs> the the team with the number one most amount of cap space this off season, uh, and they have the number five four. Four, yes. No, no. Five. They have number f- that. That's also what fucked me up, because <laughs> he has the Dolphins trading up. So I was like, wait, what? Yeah. So they have the f- well, number. They yeah. have three first round picks. Let's just say that. Yeah. So the Dolphins can absolutely win the off season, um, because of all the cap space, all the draft capital that they have. Like this off season is going to define Brian Flores's career as a head coach. Um, so they obviously, being the team that just accumulated assets, traded away all their good players, have needs absolutely everywhere. I mean, they need – they have they have Devontae Parker and Preston Williams, but they could definitely need another receiver. Um, they really, really need a running back. I mean, they traded away Kenyon Drake, and then I think Kalen Balaj averaged something like – I think it was like 1.6 yards a carry. He's not like great. he was terrible. Yeah. Um, so, you know – I mean, they have so much damn money. They could throw a contract at Melvin Gordon, and like that. That's true. I'm not. I'm not saying I would pay him that kind of money, but they have the capital to do that. I mean, they don't really have any like big, you know, contract extensions coming up. Like they just extended Devontae Parker, Xavier uh, Howard, still there for a couple of years. They have like Raquan McMillan and Jerome Baker, who will need to get paid eventually. Our two former Buckeyes, but like they're also linebackers, so like most of the time those contracts aren't huge. But yeah, they need. I mean, they need an edge rusher. Like, I mean, if they could somehow get someone like Jadavion Clowney, that'd make a lot of sense. But they need, they need help everywhere. I mean, they need, they really need an offensive line for whoever the quarterback is next year. Um, 
especially if it's someone like Tua, which I do think it's going to end up being Tua. Definitely. Like I, I don't think they're someone who's going to go after a free agent quarterback just because like they already have Fitzpatrick there. So like whoever the young QB coming in is, um, he can like sit and mentor him or start for a while. Um, but yeah, they have needs all over the place. Um, and this off season is going to define their future. Yeah. I'm, uh, I think it's kind of already a foregone or yeah, foregone decision in everyone's heads that they're probably going to trade up to three, take two of there. Um, and then they, they have eight, eight, C T E mouth at 18. Uh, they could go with probably the number one running back. They could go with DeAndre Swift or Jonathan Taylor or J.K. Dobbins if you're feeling frisky. But, no, it's probably going to be either DeAndre Swift or Jonathan Taylor. Um, and then they pick again at 26 where they could possibly address tackle and take Andrew mm-hmm. Tom or not Andrew Thomas, Austin, Austin Jackson if he's there. If not... They have they yeah. have they have needs everywhere. They could go. They that they, they, they ah, ah, I can't talk. Um, it's late. Jeez, dude. Uh, they have holes everywhere. They have three first round picks. I think they're gonna be okay. They then they have a shitload of cap space. They're I don't they're not in win mode win now mode. So, but I do think they win, yeah. will win a couple games next year. <laughs> and I also think you know they got two second rounders as well. So like they're. I mean, they're, they're gonna great. have a ton of young players coming in. They're gonna be like one of the more interesting teams to just watch and see what happens because I like Brian Flores a lot. Like the fact that he won is what they win five games. Uh, yeah, like, something like that. That roster was god awful. Like I think that was the worst roster in the NFL, and they still were. You know, they didn't finish with the least amount of wins. So that's saying something. That's like magic, he got baby. those players to play hard. Um, but yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense to get. They're de- they're probably not going to get one of those top four tackles unless like one of them falls to like fourteen and they trade up. But I don't really see that happening. Um, so I think like one of Austin Jackson or Josh Jones at eighteen or twenty six makes a lot of sense. And then at the other pick, you know, like you said, maybe take their star running back, um, one of the three guys, um, or if they somehow, I mean. It doesn't really make sense for them to pay someone like Melvin Gordon. Like, usually if a running back's getting let go, I mean, you know, it's not really the new approach to pay a running back a lot of money. So yeah, that's a weird situation, though. We've talked about that. That's a, Melvin Gordon. Yeah. I mean, he holds. If he, what happens if he doesn't hold out? You know, if he holds out, maybe Austin right. Eckler just doesn't doesn't get paid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, I thought he was really uh, not last season. The season before, he was absolutely outstanding and like one of the top you know, six running backs in the league. So uh, someone might get a good deal on him. Um, but, yeah, they have a lot of different ways they could go. Um, I definitely think, like, in free agency, they're going to go for some – if they're going to spend the money, it's going to be for some younger guys. Like, I think if they could somehow get Ngakwe – I mean, a lot of teams are in play for him because he's young and he's been a really good edge defender. Um, I mean, I think he's only, what, he's like 24, 25 years old still, like only – and um, so he would make a lot of sense for them. Um, but I definitely think they're looking to – they're going to spend – I don't think they're going to spend too much just because, like, they're still – I mean, they're definitely in that rebuilding phase. But um, they're going to be one of the more interesting teams to watch next year. Definitely. Um, yeah, I think we covered it all. The Dolphins have lots of money. 
They have lots of holes. Screw the Jets. Screw the Jets. Bills are pretty set. And the Patriots are kind of up in the air. Like, they, they could have a lot of holes. They could not have a lot of holes. And they don't have a lot of money. So, that concludes our segment of... We didn't name it. What these what teams need. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Hey, next on the next episode when we do the oops, when we do the next um what are we doing next? AFC Let's do AFC another direction. We'll save the Browns. Let's yeah, do Yeah, no, we'll we're uh, going to do the AFC North last. We'll do AFC South. Yeah, so next time AFC South next episode. Yeah, next episode we're going to do the AFC South and we'll have an official name for it. Maybe I'll even create a little intro with music and stuff or like sparkles. But until then, <laughs> I think it's about time for the best segment on the airwaves. Oh, maybe. What, what is it? Yeah, shower thoughts. So it seems wine. All right. So in honor of the recent coronavirus pandemic, it's a pretty awkward time to have a basic cold and cough. I know I've experienced that recently. And that's your shower thought for the day. So while you're in the shower and you're coughing and when you cough, at work, just stare someone straight in the eye when you cough so that they know that you hold the power and you are the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Like five, like five stars. God, the CTE is real, bro. Rate five stars. Share it with your friends. Think of us in the shower. Goodbye. We will try again next time. <laughs>